Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, Elson Sutanum. Elson, such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Pleasure to be here. How are you, Dallas? Elsa, I can't complain. <laughs> and just to introduce you briefly to our audience, so you are a singer, a songwriter, a pianist, and you are based out of London. And you have a lot of music that's out there available to find on YouTube and other streaming platforms as well. But we're just going to give you the opportunity today to share your story and some of your music that you've been releasing lately. And we want to check it out. And so we want to hear directly from you what inspired your music, why you write this kind of music that you do, and, and all of those other questions that we have prepared for today. So go ahead, just tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your faith journey as well. Yeah, sure, sure. Happy to, happy to. Um, well, music was was always uh, what I grew up with in the house. Um, I, I came from a Christian family. I still come from a Christian family. So church was very, uh, very much on our radar. We visited in a church every every Sunday, every midweek. My mom was a choir conductor. Um, I did Bible readings in church, led prayers and so forth. So I think gospel music, gospel music was uh, was really prevalent in the house, hymns and and Christian centered type of, of songs. Um, and I learned classical piano uh, from the age of eight or seven years old for a few few years, um, and I quite enjoyed that. Uh, it gave me some good skills. In terms of piano playing and understanding music and timing and rhythm and so forth um but i knew i wasn't really going to go to classical music school or be in an orchestra or anything like that and and as much as i respect and, and like classical music i started to veer probably when i was 17 18 towards the songwriting uh arena so i really took inspiration from songwriters like like elton john uh, Billy Joel, as well as some other Christian singers and songwriters like Michael W. Smith, um, another band called Shade and Chain, and, and you know Michael Card. So yeah, I mean both both influences from I guess the secular pop music world and the you know the Christian gospel world really influenced my my music. So I began to write songs, um, and as any songwriter can attest to, your first few songs are pretty poor. <laughs> You're really just exercising that muscle and and trying to get ideas and learn from the lyrics that other writers write and, and, and the melodies and, and rhythms, you start to analyze music in a way. And and in a way, for, for me, I felt like a sponge. I would listen to this music and it would I would soak it up and it, I would regurgitate it in my own type of of uh, of way, really. Um, and then in the end, I started to perform in venues around London, you know, restaurants and bars just to get a bit of uh, influence. And I and also in church, of course, you know, there were special special musical items and I was a worship leader as well. 
so that was all just adding to to the to the to the you know to the I guess my you know what I could do as a musician really I learned how to sing how to write and and how to play instruments and so forth really so yeah that was really my my musical upbringing and I think you've really caught me although I've been doing music for over 10 years so writing and performing in, in venues and being active in church I think my Christian songwriting is actually more taking off seriously in the last year or two I would say I've always been before that more into the secular pop music world but i felt god saying hold on you know write for me as well don't forget me as well yeah. so that that just happened in the last year or two and that's interesting because you're you're writing your music you're building your fan base and then all of a sudden god's like hey i have other plans for you and then you start to write your music toward a little bit other direction what was that like was the was there any interference did people receive that well what what do you think that was like yeah really really interesting um question to ask there um i don't i didn't get any interference um i think i so i'm i have obviously christian friends and, and a christian community i'm with but i also have friends that are not christian friends that some of which may be atheists some of which um are of other beliefs and they know me well enough now you know i've had a strong friendship with them it's 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 lasted for a while now and up, up to date and so they will hear you out and i think friendship on that point is is a really really effective way of getting a port across the points of the gospel or you know the good news and, and and your christian faith really without um you know friends shying away they'll at least hear you out and, and you're planting a seed there and then so i so i i didn't and in fact like but i was very careful about which friends i could be more open with and have deeper discussions and which friends I knew that if I went there and started to preach to it, say aggressively, they would just, you know, completely shut me down. I had to show my behavior, um, you know, my, my faith is, and my behavior pretty much as, as Paul writes as well, you know, good Christian duck conduct. So that, that, that was, that was that. And in fact, actually I had, um, a friend who is spiritual, but doesn't really believe in, in God, uh, actually listen to one of my Christian songs and just say, wow, I mean, I'm, I really love that song. I love, you know, the the structure of it, the way it's put together, the words, and that's really surprising for me from a, a non-Christian friend to say that they like a Christian song yeah. that the Holy Spirit's given to me and, and and written. So, so yeah, yeah, that's that's really been the way I've been able to. I haven't really had like like I said um, any any hassle or any criticisms, but I've been able to just you know get the music out there and have friends respect that and at least give it a listen. And that's that's all I ask. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm going to put myself under the bus here just for a minute. Stay with me here. <laughs> so I wrote my, my wife a song. I wrote my wife a song for her both. Fantastic. And by no means was it creative. I'm not trying to compare myself to you at all, Elson, but I'm telling like, just to, I understand the challenge of like how hard it is to write a song that goes together with music, that it has a good rhythm, a good, it makes sense. You know, like it's tough. It took me weeks to write like a two minute song you know about our story and so like what is your process what is it like you say you're inspired by the holy spirit so that's one huge part of it right but what is your intention when you're writing a music writing a song like where's your direction just take me a little bit into the process you're listening to the faith and family fellowship podcast we'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors looking to build a stronger family unit Look no further than Strong Family Project. Founded by Mel and Joe Hashi, 
This organization provides a proven framework for establishing family values and stress-free leadership. Their journey of leaving their dream home and building a new life led to the creation of the Strong Family Path, which can guide any family toward a better life. Visit strongfamilyproject.com to learn more and start your own family journey today. Are you looking for a deeper understanding of education and how to help your children navigate through today's world? Look no further than Elementary Schooled, the podcast that answers your questions through interviews with professionals, educators, and parents. Host Melanie Whipple shares her passion for education and inspires listeners to strengthen our children and build a better society. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now to Elementary Schooled on your favorite podcast app. What is your intention when you're writing a music, writing a song? Like, where's your direction? Just take me a little bit into the process. Oh, sure, sure. Great, great, great questions. Really, really interesting questions. I think I, I think I can split it into two in the sense that if I write a secular songs, um, I have been learn. You know, I'm learning, and I'm I'm really trying to understand different genres of music. So you might have Brazilian samba, which is very rhythmic salsa too. You may have. Um, uh opera which is you know very very resonant and very kind of audible and very forte and piano in places with the projection of the voices so what i'm saying is different styles of music whether it's rock rap pop rock have certain characteristics that you can tap into uh you know rock music has the twang of the guitar so you you will you will so usually what will happen is i will i will think of of the genre i wouldn't say necessarily i'm going into this genre um but I will understand the features of different genres and then try to incorporate that into the song that I want to write if I want to write it in a particular genre or join one or two more or more genres you know together you, you now you get such an amalgamation of different types of genres of music that that you know we hear it all the time on different you know radio stations and on YouTube and so forth that everyone's experimenting with so many different genres but yeah that's what I'll be aware of the second thing is, I think, melody, um, coming from a gospel background and a Christian background, those hymns, those Christian pop songs are so melodic and they're so catchy and they're so easy to follow, right? And and this is the whole point. It's, it's to usher in the Holy Spirit and to get you in the place where you're connected with God and, and the melody helps with the overtaking of spiritual authority. So melody is very important, understanding the genres of music. I find that the music, if I'm writing a secular song, the music will tell me what it's trying to say. Is it something romantic? Is it something about friendship? Mm-hmm. That's on the secular side. When you're writing on the um, through the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will tell you what it's actually trying to say. That's that's the different there with difference. I think with writing Christian music and non-Christian music, the Holy Spirit will always have its part in it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and and just to give you an example, like I had, you know, I had written a you know a Christian song that I I. I probably in 2021 i had demoed it and i had just this chorus you know a melodic chorus and i couldn't figure out what the what the bridge was and for some reason i was reading philippians philippians chapter 2 which talks about every knee will will bow every tongue will confess that jesus is lord so i had those words and as i was playing this um as i was playing the chorus to the to the song so if i could just sing it if that's all right with you the chorus was uh you are the best you are my savior the one who died to give me favor and i know you'll come back soon so that is the chorus and i want to go into a a a bridge and i hadn't written that bridge and i didn't know what to do 
But I know that bridge is so the choruses are the peaks in songs, mm -hmm. and then they ha and then sometimes the bridge has to take you even further up <laughs> to the peak in in some cases. And I wanted to with this song, and for some reason those words of Philippians two came, and the melody came at the same time as I was singing uh, and and reading those those words those those scriptures. And then the the bridge was something like I know every knee will bow before you. I know. Every tongue will confess you are Lord, I know. I'll see you there coming on those clouds. So it really, really built to that point. And that was a very natural way for the Holy Spirit to write. It was the first time it was almost like words and music came together through the Holy Spirit. Usually it's music telling me what to do and then the words come. But this time it was together. And so, so I've, heard, I've never had this experience with music, but it sounds so cool. It sounds amazing to have this experience. I, I definitely encourage you, Dallas, you know, when you're writing next, you know, pray, pray first and say, Lord, what, what, what do you want the music to say? You know, this is yeah. all about, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't write music. <laughs> this is a one-time <laughs> thing. Maybe like a oh, anniversary you. type of situation, but very, very rare. But oh, I I, it's so well, cool I, when, when God used to write music, because I'm not in that, that sector. No way. <laughs> so I say carry on. I think you can only get better. Right. And yeah, that's true. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about this concept of secular versus Christian music, because on one side, I understand it as when I'm consuming Christian music, it, I have a different effect than when I'm listening to secular music. You know, it just, it just, it affects you differently because I think it's written, one, is to glorify God. Even sometimes Christian music isn't necessarily written to glorify God or to, well, let's, let's change it, to praise God. It's more of like a celebration song, maybe, or you understand there's so many different ways to write Christian music, but the secular songs don't ever give me that feeling that the Christian music does, if that makes sense. And so if you can kind of break that down for us, what it's like writing a, a secular song versus writing a Christian song and a little bit more about that. Yeah. Again, really good questions. Really good questions. Um, it, it's true. It's true. Uh, you know, like, Spiritual enlightenment comes from from praising the Lord and then getting connected with the Holy Spirit and being. I mean, I've been in worship services that have been lasting like an hour or more. You know, the music is non stop. It's non stop, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is so evident you can feel it. However, what, what I felt growing up was that I was still, I still liked the songs that you might hear or bands like Fleetwood Mac or, like I said, uh, uh, Billy Joel, Elton John, or Sting, I still appreciated the artistry, the creativeness that, that these artists had. And that inspired me to write my own secular songs. Yeah, you know, for you as a musician, you're not just listening to the words like like most people. You're listening to the music, the you know, all the details of the song. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Devouring it. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah, totally, totally. I've, I've had hours of conversations with other musicians about these tracks. However, you know, what I felt was that, and what I realized is that out of my friends, which are Christian and non-Christian, those non-Christians would never listen to a worship song. They'd never step into a church service. They would never open the Bible, the word of God, or even if they did, they probably wouldn't understand it because they, mm. they, you know, not being connected to God, not having revelation and so forth, but they would listen to, to main, you know, to mainstream or to secular music. And I have found that, you know, by Sometimes, to be very frank with you, Dallas, I wish the way I felt was completely to, to immerse myself as a gospel Christian sitting up, be in the Christian club, go to church, tour churches and all that. That's not unfortunately how, well, I don't know if it's unfortunately, but that's not how 100%, it's not 100% how I feel. 
And so what, what's happened is that I've worked on secular songs with other musicians who aren't necessarily Christians, but it's led me to have those friendships. And then I get into those conversations about life. Where are we headed next? Is there life after death? What is next? What's the point of all this? And it was funny because um, there was one girl I work with who's an actress, and but she's a very good kind of singer and musician as well, and, and she helped me on, on, on a track. And I only went around her, her, her place just to, to catch up for a coffee and just say, hey, how's things and how's life going and all that. You know, we spent two hours talking about the validity of the Bible, the creation mm -hmm. account, revelation, what happens in the future, how dates, times, places are, are exact with, with prophecy in the Bible, how you're saved by grace, not by faith, how other ways uh, out there require you to work for your salvation where it, it's given by grace and, and the blood of Jesus on the cross. And, and it was funny because, you know, she said to me after about two hours, we had never planned to talk about this for two hours, but she had said to me, I've never heard the Bible, the gospel explained in that manner. It's always been almost forced down my throat. Or I've had a bad experience with this, this, this. I've never heard it in that way. And I said, well, you know, Jesus is waiting for you. And why would you, why would you refuse Jesus when Jesus offers you forgiveness, everlasting life, security of salvation, a new spirit, you know, a new heart as Ezekiel 36 says. So, you know, so, so that's when it hit me to, to think about you know, I, I'll still be active in secular music and, and a big part of that reason is to reach, you know, non-Christians, uh, and, and particularly non-Christian friends of mine. Um, yeah. So yeah, I hope, I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, I give another example. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. And just to give another example, like, you know, where I, I sat with a, a, a again, a non-Christian friend after we did some music on a, on a secular song of mine, we sat in a restaurant and, and I prayed in front of him, you know, and he, then started to ask me, oh, so you believe in God? And and again, you know, someone who would never go to church, could never come into contact with Christians. So, I mean, that's 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 definitely how I see it. Um, yeah. Not something I think about often, but something that's coming to mind now that this is your industry. This is your, your business. You know, you are a songwriter, a musician. And I, here in Brazil, I'm a missionary. I'm also an English teacher. Do I only teach English to Christians? No. Do people who have a restaurant only serve food to Christians? No, you know? So thinking, I think sometimes artists get a bad rap when they're like, you're only supposed to pre, you know, do Christian music. You know, I understand both sides of that, but I've never really thought about it until now. Like, yeah, I don't just target the Christians in my, in my business as teaching English, right? And the other businesses that people are a part of. That's interesting to think about. I'm going to think about that some more. What can you comment about that, Elson? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, totally. I, I, to be honest, it's something I'm actually very, very passionate about. Um, because like, I think it's, it's ob obviously people when they go to church, different churches and they try and find the church that suits them, you know, that's, that's fine. And then that makes sense. You know, we do that all the time. Yeah. I tend to like, to, I, I tend to like churches that, um, have a really strong evangelistic, you know, strategy. Um, and are quite, you know, intelligent, you know, ab about it really. Um, and the reason I say that is because there are some Christians, I guess I've met that, that, that are fantastic, wonderful people, so faith filled with the Holy spirit, but how to talk to different types of people out there about the gospel is probably what they might be a bit fearful of. And I understand it is difficult and you don't know how people may react and, and so forth. So I totally understand that. And I, I, I veered towards some of those churches that will teach you how to look at different 
ways of reaching different types of people. Some people are open, some people are not. Some people, you you just have to show your love and they know that you're a Christian. Um, and uh, and yeah, so, so I, I think that type of training is really, really important, I think, um, for the future, I think, of Christians and, and the church, really. As you know, as a, as a missionary, right? And there's, there's different ways to reach people. Yep, certainly. There certainly is. I want to ask another question about your encouragement for other people who are listening today who maybe are in the music industry or who want to pursue the music industry. What would be any advice that you have learned over all of these years doing music and writing? You probably have so much to tell, but just like a couple of things that we could learn from you today. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I think, uh, of course, lean into God, lean into the Holy Spirit and pray. Always pray, pray about your music, pray about songs, pray about the direction you should go in. Um, you know, as we know in Philippians, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's talking about, you know, how, um, we must not be anxious about anything. Philippians 4, mm-hmm. 6, we must not be anxious about anything, but, and everything with Thanksgiving, bring your petitions to, to God. And, and really what we can take from that in terms of wisdom is that life isn't always straightforward. It's not about deciding between right and wrong. It's, it's between deciding to it's about deciding between two rights so it's like what university do i go to what car do i do i buy in in music as well what songs do i write which which producers do i work with do i sign this record deal if i have a record deal or not or do i go with that other record label always pray to god for wisdom um do you know what i mean i mean the proverbs talk about the the, the value of getting wisdom and and how you prosper through that through god's wisdom and so, yeah, there's going to be difficult decisions to make, but with God and prayer, you know, God will definitely lead you on a straight path. As, as Proverbs says, trust in the Lord and he will make your path straight. That's a good place to start for sure. Definitely it. And I think, I think, I think you've got to be very careful as well, because I careful and with wisdom and leaning into God. And the reason I say that, and, and it's not to talk bad about anyone, but there's there can be a tendency i think for other artists to think oh the christian industry music industry is all very pally and nice like the church it's not always the case i would say um you know i think that's just the reality of it so obviously walk with wisdom discern you know get advice from people who are more experienced than you uh you know to shape your decisions really uh and i think obviously with the music front uh keep writing music keep playing i mean i'm to, to really write good songs probably took me over a year, a year and a half of just constantly writing and writing and writing and writing. And, and then, what happened to those songs that you, you didn't think met the oh, standard? Did you just not release oh, the, them or did you anyway? No, no, no. No, totally. But actually, funny enough, there's probably a few good ideas in them, maybe for a bar or two, and you can, you can take them and incorporate them into other demos. But yeah, I mean... If I listen back, I would probably probably cringe. But I think every mu- you know any musician can attest to that as well. It it really is a journey. It really is a journey. There's so many things I think you're learning as a musician for other musicians out there to give advice. If you're outperforming, you're learning how to be comfortable on stage and be be comfortable. And that's why I encourage a lot of them go to church. Start start being part of worship teams. St- start understanding how instruments come together. Start you know you know leading worship. I mean. I have a friend who doesn't like the word leading, but let's say ushering the Holy Spirit, getting all that experience, right? Being active because um, you will just soak it up, right? It's it's a law. It's a it's just the nature of things. You will soak these things up, and you know that music will come back out again. 
So there's many things going on in tandem. You're learning how to how to lead worship, how to play live, how to write, how to sing better. It's a lot of things going on, but it's very doable. And and that all is down to you and obviously your drive, I would say. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of those things today. Let's talk a little bit more about your recently released music. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I have a uh, a song called "Thankful to You, Lord," which I've which I've released uh, probably a month or two, or, or two ago, and uh, this was really the song that that I felt God was saying that release, and I think it's it's good enough to to you know to to put out there. It came, I think, from like I was saying, a demo of the chorus back in twenty twenty one. I think during lockdown, people had a lot of time and. I was I was spending time in prayer and writing this, and I think I'm really proud of it because um, it it was a song I, I just felt flowed so smoothly through the Holy Spirit. The words just came very easily. I think the song is really about the yearning for Jesus to come back the second time. I think it's an end time song, and you know, I like I was saying, I, I think if a, if a non Christian friend of mine says, "Great song, nice song." you know, liked it. I'm, I'm, you know, just really wanting to see, you know, what else, you know, it can do. And I, I really hope it plays a role in, uh, in, um, bringing God into people's lives and giving them hope and lifting them up. I mean, that's, that's the whole point I think of music really is to, you know, promote that faith and disseminate that faith and the Holy spirit to people's lives. So yeah, I guess it's my two pence. And at the moment as well, I'm working on another, um, Christian song actually for a Brazilian, uh, an upcoming Brazilian young gospel artist and and that's a lot more well it's it's it can be a lot more fun in some ways because uh i'm writing for someone else i'm writing for uh an artist whose notes are so women generally sing higher than men and i would never be able to hit those notes so it's really fun to be able to to give something you know to, to someone else really that's so cool your ties to brazil i'm very interested in that because obviously <laughs> i'm here but that's so cool we'll have to talk about that a little bit later as well sure Elson, where can we find you, your music, your social media? Where can we support you? All of those those other details. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you go to uh, Elson Official Music on YouTube, you'll find me there. Or just type in Elson Official. All my uh, my uh, links will come up, Facebook and so forth. So yeah, um, that's that's fine. Just type that in, and, and you'll see that that's that's all there. Perfect. Thank you so much. I want to. Give you the opportunity now just to end our time together with a prayer. That would be that would be great. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, we uh, come to you. Uh, we thank you for this day. We thank you for life. And we thank you for all the moments of our lives you've planned. Thank you for this uh, conversation with Dallas. Um, I pray that you bless uh, his works and his teachings and his time in Brazil with, it, with his wife. Uh, Father, we just pray that um, through this interview your will is done um we hope that it gives listeners out there hope uh, faith uh, a renewed connection with you and of course we lean into your holy spirit to guide us with wisdom as we've talked about in this interview through all the different obstacles and things that come our way lord as always we give you glory we bless your holy name baruch hashem and we pray this prayer in the name of your holy son which we're thankful for for dying on the cross for our sins Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. 
with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.